the Hitler one, yeah, the Hitler one was really good. That was such a good scene. That was such a good scene. <laughs> Taking out of content, that, that's a very bad thing to say. But the Hitler one was very good, you know? Hello and welcome to the Popcorn for Dinner podcast. I'm of course your host, Bankole Mokwede, and I'm joined by my co-host. Do you not say like, welcome back to the podcast rather than just welcome? Oh, just a simple question. <laughs> so do you want me to redo that or do you want to just say Absolutely not. So can you say no. it again, please? <laughs> Wait, who are you joined by? You're joined by George Obiora Fancher. Is that good? Listeners can't see, but I was, I'm just so exasperated. <laughs> and we have a special guest today talking about this incredible film. We have Afam Wokolo, aka Famike, aka Call Me Wokes. <laughs> oh my god, what a throwback. Oh, that's taking it back. That's taking it all the way back. What a throwback. <laughs> Call Me Wokes, man. Call Me Wokes. How are you, Afam? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm reviving. I'm glad we could have you on this episode. Thank you. Thank you. We haven't seen you in a while. Last time, since last time you're in the UK, well, right? yeah, we haven't seen you in a very long time. I think the last time I saw you was, I think it was World Cup. Were you there that day? When it was we were actually the World, World Cup, Cup, wasn't it? Colombia lost to I don't remember who they lost to. Um, England. England. Oh god. You watched Colombia versus England in the Colombian bar in yeah, yeah, in London, yeah. And of course, all of us were supporting Colombia because Colombia, of course, fuck yeah. England. Fucking uh, whoa, excuse whoa. me, excuse Obvious me. Obvious, like, me, why didn't we invite him? But this is the exact reason we didn't invite him. I was because like, where was I? What was I doing? We didn't invite him because you like to um, cape for the white man. You like to cape for the English team. <laughs> what, and was this? Well, what was we this team? What was I doing? We, I don't. Know I thought I was working. Am I working? Matter what you did. We're not going to invite you because. We're all fucking there. You were there like, yay, three lions. Remember that? It's coming home, boys! <laughs> and we didn't want that energy. Nah. Exactly that. Funny enough, I saw I saw um, Fami early on that summer in... Was that 2018, wasn't it? Yeah. 2018, yeah, 2018. It was right after my, my, my graduation. Yeah, I saw Fami and another of our friends in... Um, no, 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 this was when I went to, when I, when I came to see you guys. Oh shit, yeah, you were in the US, I forgot about that, with Bojangles and shit. Yeah. We went, we went to go fire some guns. That sounded very, wait, find some what? Fire some, some ammunition. You know, some oh, I, oh, oh, I just said find some guns, like you oh, were just. Fire, fire. Oh. Actually, let me, let me, let me, let me expose you off on one <laughs> You can expose. I was. Um, oh my goodness! I almost had a panic attack at that fire range. I went to fire range and family almost had a, uh, a panic well, attack. Well, because of the sound, because of the yeah. guns, man. Like the guns, the sound, nah, everything. So me, I mean, do you so blame Imobiara? He lives in America. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, I've never like fucking seen a gun before. Well, I've seen it in movies, but like in person, I never like heard an actual gun being fired, and I was yeah. there, freaking. <laughs> you thought you were John Wick. I thought I was John Wick, man. Gosh. Um, I mean, I don't. I can't blame you if you had a panic attack seeing guns in that fucking country. Um, yeah, fire two bullets, man. I'll, I'll have you know. Two bullets. Okay. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> Congratulations. I don't know what response is meant to be. Did he say you have two guns? I fired two bullets. What the hell? Oh, two guns? You have, just one. Don't know. Just dropped yours. Like, nah, I can't do this. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I love, I love that energy. I love that energy. Funniest reaction. Um, Thomas Vinterberg's film, Oscar-winning film, Another Round. It's out in UK cinemas now. 
It stars Mads Mikkelsen in an incredible performance. It's a Danish film. There are subtitles, but you guys are adults and you guys can read. Bit of backstory, this film is written and co-written and directed by Thomas Vinterberg. He and Mads Mikkelsen worked on The Hunt together. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously they brought out this. This won the Oscar for Best International Feature Film. And he also, he also got nominated for Best Director. Obia, let's start with you. What did you, what did you think of this film? When did you first hear about this film, actually? I first heard about this film end of 2020. So oh, around really? that, like, yeah, October, oh, November no. period. One of these, like, a movie festival, I think it might have been TIFF or yeah, one of these festivals where I think it first came out and there was, like, a lot of noise on the film. And it kind of, I was looking at people's best, you know, top 10 lists for mm. movies of the year. And this kept on coming up. And I was like, oh, Matt Nicholson, oh, um, alcohol, oh. <laughs> when can I watch this film? <laughs> I actually hadn't read the the premise before actually watching the movie, so I didn't even know what to expect. Yeah, but I just thought like it was a really good film, really good Danish. I mean, remember I was on a Danish, I was on a Danish vibe. Yeah, um, of course, because I watched the, the White People, The Killing. I watched The Bridge. There's another movie called The Guilty that I think you should watch as well. Yeah, I was just kind of on that vibe as well. So I was kind of looking forward to, it and and I really, really enjoyed it. Really, can I ask you a question? Go on. So we all know your affinity for, for alcohol and alcohol media. So if this movie was exactly the same, right? But, so you haven't heard of Another Round before. It's just the exact same movie. But the main character is not Mads Mikkelsen. But instead it's Madea. Would you still watch the film? Oh my God, thank you. Why? You... <laughs> Why? <laughs> well, just... Oh, I'm triggered. Genuinely, it's like I was not expecting to say. I was expecting to say like some random actor or something. Not fucking Madea. Uh, I it... definitely will not watch that movie. Are you sure? Was the movie about alcohol? Is the movie about Madea? No, I'm not. Yeah. Listen, listen, listen. I have some some morals and some standards. <laughs> just a little, just some morals. Okay, okay. Well, I just wanted, I just wanted to confirm. Uh, Afam, I think I know the first time you learned about this movie. I think it was when I told yep. you about. Yeah, exactly. That's right. our job for dinner. We're, we're enlightening. We're letting people know about about the world <laughs> of, of film and TV. I'm on a mission to civilize. Um, but what do you think? What do you think of the film? What do you think of the film? Yeah, you know, I kind of liked it. It was like so. Frankly, it was very clear. Do not read any reviews. Don't look at anything about this movie. Just watch it. So I'm like, all right. So I just hopped in. Like it started off like um, you know, obviously, Mads is like a very famous actor. Right? Mm-hmm. I got I, like I. I was only really looking at first for his performances because, you know, I was just trying to see his facial expressions, you know, kind of how... Because mm. at first, his, his dialogue was very minimal and then it slowly, mm-hmm. as, mm-hmm. as the movie progresses, it became, becomes a bit more, you know, invigorating for obvious reasons. <laughs> but, you know, I was trying to, you know, feeling it, you know, then I really like the cinematography. Like, for me, the best part of the whole movie was kind of how, just based on the cinematography, you could tell how drunk they were getting. Mm. And mm. I just liked that the whole, the whole way. Even right up until the end, you know, there's a certain character who obviously embraced the, the lifestyle. It's about that life. And um, towards the end, just by how the camera was kind of like going around him and following mm. him, you know, it was just like you could tell that that dude was like not in a good place. I really like that approach. Um, okay, this is our spoiler warning. Speaking of spoilers, everything we say from here on is going to be spoiler-filled. If you haven't seen the film, I go watch this film without knowing anything about it and come back and listen to this episode because it's just a really good film. Um... Yeah, so again, this is our spoiler warning. So I went into this movie knowing it was an alcohol film, right? But I thought it was a film of about Matt Mikkelsen and his friends like being drunks, mm-hmm. right? I didn't know it was basically them em- 
embracing alcohol essentially. So for those who obviously watch the film, just a reminder: this movie is about these four friends who basically follow this psych- is it a psychologist? Yeah, I think it's a Norwegian psychologist theory that all human beings are born with a zero point zero five percent blood alcohol um, too low. And basically, the point is that you have to li- maintain a zero point zero five, so you have to drink and maintain that level to even function as a normal human being. Yeah. Which is what these four people embrace and they kind of live their life based on that level. As things go, they kind of tailor it according to what they want. And some people go a bit higher, some people go a bit lower. Um, and then they try to go the quote-unquote the Hemingway method. They only drink during work hours. They stop drinking at eight. I think one of, for me, one of the funniest parts was when um, Matt is taking a sip of wine and then he looks at his watch and he sees like it's 8.03 and he just switches to water. <laughs> So yeah, I thought it was a movie about drunk people either seeing the ills of being drunk or the ills of alcohol. I didn't know it was a movie that was basically not exalting, it's not glorifying, but like it's it's mm-hmm. embracing alcohol, it's praising alcohol, right? I thought so like I said, the spoiler I thought was I thought Matt died at the end of the film because of Did like, he not die? I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure he did. I, I think he did the exact opposite of dying. He did the literal opposite <laughs> of dying. Um so yeah, I thought he died at the end of the film. So like that was I thought I was it was that kind of film and I've listened to some interviews with with Mads and Thomas Vinterberg and they were like yeah they were intentionally trying not to make a moral film yeah and I thought it was really nice I, I think it's worth noting I think you um kind of left this out about these four friends are quite um in lost <sighs> lost and they're quite de- depressed midlife crisis you know. midlife crisis kind mm-hmm. of um, mm-hmm. situations that they all find themselves they're not really happy with their jobs with their families and everything so I mean they're looking for answers which is kind of what leads to them you know embracing this um, theory about the blood alcohol constant using alcohol as a kind of gateway into into kind of improving their lives both you know in the professional level and as a personal level as well and it's I mean I really love this movement it's, there's like and we're talking about that scene where they all kind of bring up the idea mm-hmm. and everyone is, I think three of the guys, except Mads, are onto it. And he's like, nah, nah, I can't. And he's like, he looks, I'm, this guy is such a good actor. And Fami's like brought up his facial expressions and I was just watching and it was just like, you could kind of see like his face where he's just content, you know, thinking about it, yeah. contemplating, contemplating. And he's just like, fuck it. Okay. <laughs> you kind of see his face was just like, I've got a thousand thoughts running through my head and I don't know, should I do this? Like, I'm pretty, I'm in a pretty, you know, shitty situation in my life right now. Yeah. And what do I have to lose? I'm just going to go for it and fuck it. I'm going for it right now. I don't talk about it. Oh, by the way, we are all in the spirit of this film. We're all indulging our intoxicants. I'm pretty yacked right now. I'm looking at like, <laughs> What's that? Um... That treatment for hangovers, I think it's called hair of the dog. Uh, hair of the dog, yeah, just keep on drinking. Yeah, just keep on drinking. That's the best way to cure a hangover. I tried it once. <laughs> it did not work out. <laughs> it didn't cure shit. Oh my gosh, yeah. I don't know how people do. I can't, the last thing I want when I'm hungover is to drink alcohol. No, but, but can, I, can I raise a point here? If you get to the point where you are feeling hungover, then you fucked up. Because you need to just like, keep oh riding that wave if you feel hungover then it's too late well, you, need, you need to sleep sleep you can sleep when you're dead chill oh my goodness <laughs> my plan throughout uni was always to sleep so i always got my nine hours of sleep whenever i went out wow so i get back home at four maybe five do 
no, probably, yeah, four MP5, do at least eight hours. I'm waking up at one just to catch the football, like second half of the football. <laughs> Fair enough. Good shout. That's what I used to do. Well, if you wake yeah. up at nine, you are going to get home. You're, you're going to have a headache. You you need to sleep. So basically, I assume that the hangover is coming between like nine and 11 and I sleep through it. I'm just asleep when it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> that was my plan. Just sleeping through the... Because I know some people, people wake, go home at four o'clock and wake up at eight and like, oh, I'm so hungover. Of course you're fucking so hungover. You slept for like four hours on on no food or water. What, yeah, but you have to, man. If, if you're in the colonies and you want to watch the soccer in the morning, you have to wake up early. <laughs> colonies, man. <laughs> but yeah, I've never done Hair of the Dog. Honestly, there was a point in uni where I was just like, I never, I didn't want to get drunk two nights in a row. I just, I was just like, I was just like, look, I'm, that's, I'm fine. I, just was like, I was like, that's too light for me. I'm just, I'm okay. I'll get drunk. Maybe I'll go or out. Doing, or you like cocaine or something else. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so this film, <laughs> we do not endorse any form of drug use on this podcast. And actually, no, let me, let me deny it live on air. Before we yeah, deny it live. Before we say my, <laughs> me not denying it. <laughs> <laughs> was, was me being guilty. Please, Jesus Christ. I've never Potential thought- director. Admits he's been cooked up <laughs> <laughs> in famous podcast back in his day. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, uh, what, what, can we go back to the movie? What movie? <laughs> <laughs> Rook, another round. Um, does, I don't think we can talk about Mads without talking about Obiora. I feel like you're about to disappoint me severely. Have you watched Hannibal, Obiora? I watched the first. Was it, how many were there? Three seasons or four seasons? Uh, three seasons. I watched the first two seasons. I think. Why didn't you finish? I never got to. I don't know. I just kind of season two of um, Hannibal. Have you watched Hannibal? I watched the first two, but when I found out that it was getting cancelled, like I just couldn't watch the third. What is going on? Because it got cancelled. Yeah. I, so that's a problem I have. If I know a show is going to get like the OA, I know I'm going to love that show, but I can't watch it because it got cancelled. You know, because there's most the point. They've told a story. What, what are you guys talking about? What's the thing? What's it? Anyway. Do you think Matt has a universal approval rating? I think he yeah, does. Yeah. yeah, I think the first time I saw him was Casino Royale, yep. which was, gosh. 06. 06, that was 06. But that I, when you were in the cinema? No, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. What happened is we wore, wore <laughs> it was me like my uni friends where we got so gassed. We all wore suits and we watched Casino Royale. And we went to the casino after and we lost money. <laughs> so you watched? Yeah, watched in our house. Yeah, we all sit in our house. <laughs> then used the same seat and went to the casino and lost money. Oh my god. <laughs> We're feeling fresh, like funny. How many of you four? Uh six. Did all of you lose money or just you? Just me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I first probably the first time I saw Mads and he was like a villain, wasn't he? Yeah. When he's in Hollywood stuff, so he's always a villain. Wasn't he a villain in that um, Rihanna video as well? Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was. He was the bitch that had her money. Bitch, but bitch, but had money. Yeah, he was the yeah, villain in that was, video as well. Huh. I watched it. I was like, oh, Mads. There's a family who know who Rihanna is. Who? Oh, we don't know who Rihanna is. Wow. It's it. I don't know if I see Rihanna. I don't, I don't think I can. I don't think I can talk to her. You won't do shit, man. You can't. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I don't think I can talk. To her. I don't think I, I don't think I'm able to say a word to her if I saw her in person. How many? Have you seen any celebrity? Um, I saw Tandy Newton once. Fandiway, Bankole. Sorry, that's your Fandiway. Call her. She's she's reclaiming her name. Wait, wait. She's reclaiming what? She's basically her name is Fandiway Newton. But I think back in like the nineties or something, the the guy basically um misspelled her name as Fandy, and she just went with it for like the next twenty years. <laughs> 
So she comes bored one day during you know COVID. Everyone is bored, <laughs> and she's like, "Hope you're stop. Do not, do not." And she's like, "I'm reclaiming." Like <laughs> do not continue that statement. So oh, what God. happened was that in her first film, I think she was like 18. The director was like, "Can we use your name for the character?" And she was like, "Yeah, of course. I'm like, that, that, that sounds cool." So I think the director then changed her name to Tandy Newton in the credits to differentiate between the character and her, her for some bullshit. Obviously, she was she was an 18 year old. She didn't really know how to sound to this white director. She was like, okay, she just went with it. And obviously, that was not the name that people knew her by in the industry. So over the few years, she's been going with it. And then now she's just like, nah, what the fuck is this? She was like, I'm clearing my name. I fuck with her. Jesus Christ. Kai, I'm trying to save. Stop trying to make you. I'm trying to put the sisters down. I'm in the life raft from Titanic, and you're still trying to poke holes into the raft. <laughs> she's great in, um, what was that show called? Westworld. Westworld, yeah. Hopkins is fucking great as well. Oh, my God. Like Hopkins is oh so good in Westworld. She's so good. good. <laughs> oh, God. I someone said that, oh, they're watching Westworld, and it feels like Hopkins is falling into it. I was like, what? You need to block them. You need to block them. <laughs> that was the perfect casting in that whole show. Oh, man. Well, yeah, no, so yeah, Mads, Universal acclaim. I think we, I think we all love Mads. Everyone loves Mads, man. Yeah. It's like this interview of um him and um Craig. I think it came out recently, and they're like reminiscing on like the whole Casino Royale days and stuff. Oh like, yeah, I think I saw that. It's just an interview where he was apparently he he auditioned to be uh, Mr. Fantastic in the first Fantastic Four. Oh, so apparently, and obviously this was this is what 2005. Nobody, nobody knew Mads then. So, so he was like, "Yeah, that it's this was a recent interview." He was like, "Yeah, it's so stupid when the director just wants you to be there and act like you have very long hands or something." So he, was just like, <laughs> <laughs> he gives incredible interviews, like incredible. Yeah, you know his brother is also a pretty popular actor, right? Lars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in yeah. the killing, actually. Oh, really? He was in the killing, yeah, yeah. He was in Sherlock. Yeah, he was in Sherlock as well. The Sherlock. Yeah. He's in House of Cards as the Russian. Yeah, he's the Russian president. But he's in Sherlock. I don't remember him in Sherlock. Yeah, he was in the, I think the third season. He was that guy that Sherlock shoots in the head. Boy, fucking spoiler. <laughs> Spoilers, by the way. Yeah, he was some smart guy who could, like, he could remember everything. I had this, like, vault in the basement of his house. Oh, I remember, I remember, I remember, I remember. That was when with the helicopters and stuff. Yeah. What kind of, what kind of spoiler was that? <laughs> Was that <laughs> hey, hey, hey! If you haven't watched Sherlock season three by now, that's, that's on you. When are we? T- when are we having our Benedict Cumberbatch? We're it's not a good actor. We're not podcast. Abba. Abba. No, 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 no. He has like that guy acts the same role every fucking time. He's been typecast for like the past seven years. Yeah, that means he's a good actor because he's been typecast. That means he's not a good actor. I'm tired. Okay, we know you're smart. Okay, Ugh. I'm bored of him already, man. Okay, yeah, but don't call him a bad actor. Maybe he's a bad actor, but I'm just bored. Like, do something. Do a rom-com. No, no, no. Joaquin Phoenix can't do a rom-com. <laughs> <laughs> he has. Has he? I, I swear he has. See? I'll watch, he has. I'll, watch that, I'll watch that tonight. In the early 2000s. I'm sure he has. Those were dark times. Ah, oh, Joaquin Phoenix and Rooney Mara. What a couple. What a couple. Wait, they're a couple? Yeah. No. Gosh, let me tell you about like this. The actor actually one time in uni. Wait, I'm sorry, you can continue, but I'm just saying, all my people that came here to listen to another round, are, are they going to? Are we... We'll get back to it. Let's just hear the story. It, it sounds juicy. This actually relates to the another round. Okay, let's let's go. In uni, so what? one time I was like sleeping spare times during lectures, right? 
So I thought maybe I need a spark. And I thought like, I, I don't know, I saw something on Twitter like one of these days where some guy said like two shots of vodka before the lectures really helped him. Like he was buzzed, he was like focused, he was yeah. locked in kind of thing. Yeah. So I was like, do you know what? I'm going to give that a go, you know? <laughs> so one of these like Wednesday mornings, random days, I just like two shots of vodka, walked into lectures and I slept him a quick <laughs> It didn't work for me, man. <laughs> you're you're right. That's, that's an incredible segue into into another round. I don't want. To... <laughs> Speaking of, um, so a friend of mine was having, she was having an um, an exam. She was studying and she had an exam, and I was like, oh yeah, she was quite she was quite anxious. I was like, oh yeah, just have a couple of shots just to. This is after I went another round. I was like, have a couple of shots just to to steady yourself. And she was like, okay. She had a couple of shots. She went to study. <laughs> Like half an hour later, she came back. I was like, she wants more. I was like, this is not how this. No. <laughs> You're walking down the route of alcoholism. That was not the point. <laughs> she was like, yeah, it worked for twenty minutes, but she wants to for the next twenty. I was like, I don't know if that was the point. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, obviously, um, which is another thing, which is why I can't wait because I've only watched this movie once, and I'm going to watch it second time, hundred percent, definitely. And I'm going to enjoy it more the second time because first time I watched it, I was looking for that. Like back to what we said earlier, I'm looking for, I was looking for that moral. I, you know how when you watch a lot of movies and TVs, you, you kind of plot, without even thinking about it, you're kind of plotting where you think the movie is going to go in your head as you're watching it, right? Yeah, so yeah, I was yeah. thinking yeah. this is going to be a moral film, trying to make a point. When he's giving, when he's offering this 17 year old kid some vodka before the thing, right? I'm thinking, okay, then like this is going to lead to a bad thing. And this is, you get what I'm saying? Like this is where the moral of the story is going to be. And this movie has no, like it has no, um, business. It doesn't want to tell you about moral things, about about drinking or whatever. It's not saying, oh, drinking is great and everyone should drink. It's just saying this is what happens and this is what happens when you drink. And well, this is what happened What happened to these people. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I've just listened to some interviews. It seems like the the drinking culture in Denmark is like, yeah. it, it's, it's a bit more is kind of like what is in the UK, but less sad. And depressing, if that makes sense. <laughs> like the drinking culture in, in the UK seems very depressing and sad. Uh, no, not really. Oh, you know it does. Yes, yes, I think so. What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? Sad? What do you mean? Sad? I don't know. It just seems it's like escapist almost. Like I, I should feel sorry for you. Like, oh, I see you. Yeah. Like, poor you. Like, well, like it feels like in Denmark they just drink. Well, I mean, Banky. I mean, in this country, they open. They they'd rather they reopen pubs before freaking hospitals. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you can take can take our money. What you can't do is take our pubs. Let's <laughs> see the video of the guy. Open the yeah. so they open pubs. This guy's like maybe 60, 70 year old white man. And then like, he's pouring the I think it was a corona, something basic, like a basic beer you can get anywhere. And they're like, how does it taste? He just takes his sip and he's like, Oh, that's so good. It was worth the wait. I'm like, bro, what are you talking about? You can put that in Tesco. Are you mad? Like it's just like <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> yeah, I saw that. So um no, but okay, think about in the movie. So that scene when they were in the bar together, one of the guys was playing the piano, took his yeah, top off, yeah. they were singing, you know, dancing. It was so jolly. If it's in the UK, Tom will be fighting. He's getting kicked out. Once he gets on top of there, he's getting out. Bouncers are kicking out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the thing. Like, I, I don't know. But the way they described it was like, it's something that everyone drinks. Like, everyone. Remember that kid? That kid was like, yeah, I drink Tuesdays. And Wednesdays, the Champions League is on. <laughs> that's hilarious. And then Friday as well. <laughs> But yeah, he was so the way Thomas and da- and Mads described it was like, yeah, like there's a drinking culture in Denmark, and it's you just know that you're gonna drink. Your older brother's gonna take you to the bar, 
maybe when you get to like 30 to 35, you're going to start drinking less. Mm-hmm. But like from like 17 to 28, you're just going to drink a lot. Like you're going to do obscene amounts of, of, of units. And I, that's what I thought the movie was going to be like, oh yeah, like oh, drinking is bad. Oh, this is what happens when you drink. Matt is going to die. But that, obviously that was not what happened. And it was, just, it was nice. I, I really liked when that kid, the kid that he obviously he made, or made, he advised to take some shots before the exam. He came at the end and he was like, oh, like he hugged him. He was like, thank you. And I was like, I mean, it was one thing that they were having a parade. The Nigerian in me was like, you guys are doing a parade because you graduated high school. I'm like, can you calm down? <laughs> that was the Nigerian in me. But the romantic in me was like, oh, this is nice. This is cute. This is, and, and just the way that like, the these guys are drinking. These guys are seven because I, I I googled. I was like, "What's the drinking age in, in Denmark? Is it seven? They're like, "No, it's it's 18. I was like, I'm "Yeah," like, but like it's that kind of thing where, like, I mean, I think in this country the drinking age is either it's eighteen as well. It's eighteen. But like people, I mean, people start drinking like from like thirteen or something. I thought for like sixteen you could buy like you know, like beers, but just not no. hard. No, is that not how it is? It's eighteen, so. yeah. But the fact that like they were able to have that kind of open tour bus essentially celebrating their thing and everybody's like cheering them on and so I was like, yeah, it was. I was happy that it wasn't the moral film I thought it was, and I think when I watch the second time, I'm gonna enjoy it a lot more because I'm not. I'm not looking forward to that moral lesson. Just enjoying the film, Fami. Can you tell us a bit about the American drinking culture, if you don't mind? Okay, so the thing about America is all depends on where you are. Like America is a very, very, very big place. I mean, there are dry counties in the U.S. Like that, that. Oh, really? It's like a, you, a town. It's a dry town. Yeah, you're not allowed to have alcohol there. And even in states like in North Carolina, if you remember over here where we went there, you can only buy alcohol from the state. from one little shop there. Yeah, because the the state is the only person allowed to sell alcohol. So we things like that. There are different cultures in different places. That being said, in Boston, New York. Those were the two places I was in school as a student. You just drink. <laughs> it's the no in Boston. It's 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 intense because there's so many like college kids. Like if you walk down certain roads at night, you just see like they they just see around the Fenway area, which is where I was living when we came. Yeah, we watched we watched the game. Family left early. I left. <laughs> I watched the full nine innings. Thank you. I left. I went home. I was like, nah, I'm good. How long was the baseball game? Will be all right. Too long. Three, four hours, maybe. Apparently, it was an action-packed game. But... It, was, it ended like 13-11 or something, which is like high-paced, high-scoring kind of thing, yeah. Oh, Fenway, man. John Henry. That place is so fucking old. I can't believe how old that place was. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a really old park. It's one of the older places. But like in Boston, it's like there are different classes of people who drink. They're like, okay, they're the 17, 18, 20, 19-year-olds who just came to college, freshmen, sophomores. They roll in packs of like, 30 people and you only know two people there and they're just taking shots of vodka and you know they're they're trying to be cool but they don't actually like drink then you get to the the you know the seniors the juniors the people who just graduated some people who like they're legally allowed to drink mm-hmm. and they're not drinking because they want to go out and party they're drinking because they had a long day mm-hmm. at work they just had a shitty final give me alcohol mm-hmm. and then you have the professionals who are just like they're they're they're, they're problematic alcoholics but everyone just drinks isn't joiner lucas from from Boston. Why is I never thought that name would ever why is that name on this <laughs> That's the only rapper from Boston, I think. <laughs> hey, new edition is from Boston. They're not rappers though, are they? Uh, aren't they? Family, not all urban music is rap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, welcome back everyone. So, one thing that we won't argue about is the quality of this film. Another round. Um this movie, like I said before, it embraces alcohol, and I think it really 
again, cinematography, directing, acting, but it really just kind of shows how good being not drunk as in like where they got to at some point in the film but like how be like slightly drunk can be mm-hmm. where you're not thinking about your problems you're just like you can feel like all the hair follicles in your body everything just seems heightened just having a good time mm-hmm. so there are two scenes well, obviously one we'll get to later but there's a scene when when they first have that orange drink i can't remember what it's called right and they are dancing because obira messaged me i remember after you i think after you went to the movie me you were like banky this movie just makes me want to get drunk right now like and i got to that scene so this movie is this scene maybe like i don't know halfway three quarters through the movie maybe halfway was that was that special cocktail that they made yeah when they're making that orange cocktail of, that and, really nice, yeah, when man. they're trying to see what can happen mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just keep on getting drunk and the way they're dancing just having fun I'm like this is i miss this this is so nice i was like <laughs> i'm like oh wow i actually do i miss pe- being drunk with people like is this a covid thing like i was like oh this is so excited to see and i was like oh, was... anyway what were you guys thoughts towards like just how they made being drunk feel like after my story i think like I, I liked it in the sense that it it kind of normalized it it was just like a bunch of lads who were just trying out something new mm-hmm. and that could potentially be dangerous so there was like you know at first there was a whole scientific approach mm-hmm. of writing a paper but you could kind of tell towards the end they started indulging themselves yeah that's kind of when things kind of hit the yeah back. Because I feel like, okay, at the zero point, they start, okay, so they first start drinking, right? And they say, they'll keep their blood alcohol level at 0.05%. Good results. Okay, let's up it. It's at 0.1%. And like the lectures that Mads gave, I found myself laughing during those lectures. I was like, yeah, this is just, you know, very good. This is very interesting. Yeah, um, the Hitler one. The Hitler one, yeah, the Hitler one was really good. That was such a good scene. That was such a good <laughs> Taking out of content, that, that's a very bad thing to say. But the Hitler one was very good, you know? Yeah, but that was a, it was a good, they were good scenes. And then, you know, I, di- I almost didn't even realize that like, they were becoming like problematic drunks until like they all woke up that next morning with like in very shit situations. Yeah, I didn't realize that like the other people in their lives were realizing what was going on. I didn't realize that as well, yeah. I don't think we're actually meant to realize yeah, that. Yeah. It was a glass shattering moment, yeah. I meant to see what, they're, what they are seeing and they all just thought they were handling it. I'm sure even at 0.05 people were like, what the fuck, why is this drunk walking in? Because... That's when it's 0.05. If you do that every day, people will notice that there's something different. <laughs> do you reckon yeah. the students realized? Oh, 100%. These guys are professional drunks. Of course they knew. True. That guy was drinking 55 units. Yeah, but they were happy because they were learning. Bobby, are you? What were your thoughts as, as a professional alcoholic? I think, uh, definitely not. I think these, um, I th- for some reason, this movie kind of reminds me of another um, movie. It's called Trainspotting. Um, I'm not sure if you've heard about it. <laughs> I have a bad story about Trainspotting. We'll get to that later. But... <laughs> But it's that kind of thing where, because um, I mean, I think it's worth noting and it's always worth mentioning that these four guys were just like proper midlife crisis, really mm-hmm. depressed, mm-hmm. not in good point in their life, professional and personal lives as well. So, I mean, they were looking for that that kind of release. Mm-hmm. I think what um, kind of differentiates this movie from Trainspotting is Trainspotting always tells you, I mean, it's kind of like always chasing that release all the time, all the time. But I think these people are using this kind of um, vehicle basically to improve their lives. Yeah. I think this movie definitely um, definitely showed how fucked up these guys' lives bef- were before and how, you know, um, alcohol in this case was used to improve themselves, their relationships with their family, their relationships with their students as well. But at the same time, it was kind of leading them down this dark path even like even if they weren't aware of it, it was still kind of taking quite a 
toll on them, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I mean, I think, I don't know if it's a rebuttal or a companion piece to what you said, but that scene when Mads goes camping with his with his family, I think it it's very intentional that, that the director shows us that he's very sober there, but he's like, he's happy, he's the cheerful, quote-unquote, drunk Mads. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, I think he's saying that, like, Alcohol was able to get them to that point, but like they can be at that point even without alcohol. And I, which is, I think when I first, like I said, when I first watched it, think of the whole moral thing, I was like, are these guys going to become addicts? And like, are they ever going to be able to quit? But like, they showed us that they were able to, after they all stopped, apart from the one guy, they were able to either drink in moderation or just stop completely. Yeah, like towards the end, they were quite, um, when it was um, the guy, I'm going to spoil something now, but the guy's funeral. Yeah. And I think that was kind of like around the same time of the, um of the graduation kind of ceremony kind of mm-hmm. thing with the mm-hmm. students they were quite reluctant to have a drink weren't they well yeah i just they were measured they were definitely measured in how they were going to they knew what they were doing we're not they're not going stupid i'm definitely not measured right now <laughs> can i tell my terrible train spotting story let's have it so um i was watching so this is when the second one was coming out so some of my housemates i never watched it i didn't really care i don't really care about the franchise <laughs> Well, some of my friends were watching it. I must have wanted to watch it. So I was watching it with them. And it was a bad day. I was I was hungover. This was the day that I did not sleep through my hangover. I was so it was like six PM and I was oh, I no. was bad. So I was watching this movie. And this was the first time I can remember media actually having a, a physical impact on me. So there's a scene where Ewan McGregor is kind of like I think he's locked in a room, he's trying to sober up. And whatever Danny Boyle, who's the director, did and in terms of like the editing and whatever, it's like meant to show you what Ewan McGregor is going through and watching that as hungover as I was I wanted to throw up like physically I was so I had, I had to leave the room I went to sleep like I, I know I, so today I've not finished transporting <laughs> what I was watching was having this effect on me physically and I was like this is too much like I was watching Ewan McGregor try and sober up and not actually not sober up in terms of like he wasn't being sober he was basically detoxing and the, the director and everything was just too much for me and I had to go so that's my are you sure? You should even try a little bit of that. Jesus that Christ. Bit. Oh, no. That, please, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> My brother's mom listens to all the episodes. What? I love this is a theatrical. But yeah, no. Um, That's mine. Yeah, that when that scene when he's having the withdrawals and um, it really, it sent me to bed. I just went to sleep. I was like, I cannot, I'm about to throw up. I'm, I can't do this. That scene when they go to the bar made me realize how much I hate drunk people. <laughs> I've worked, so basically I've worked some festivals. I worked British summertime. I've worked some festivals in London and Bro, the group of people I hate the most in my life are drunk white people. I hate you so much. I hate drunk white people. Have you seen drunk black people banking? <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen drunk black people banking? What's special about drunk black people? What? <laughs> if you have a business, man, haven't you seen that guy who was uh, complaining about blood, dr- drunk black people fucking up his business? If you look at somebody in the wrong way, they'll bring out something I'll do with you. <laughs> I just, I, I hate interacting with, with drunk people when I'm sober. So I hate, I hate the smell. I hate that smell of, of like bear on you. Of white people? Oh you know, my God. Of drunk <laughs> So that scene when they were in the bar and climbing on tables, that, that gave me a bit of PTSD. I was like, I really hate this so much. Yeah. And then I think that's when you really see how bad these guys get. Obviously, Mads ends up with the, the black eye. This guy ends up pissing on his bed. Yeah, I was worried for them, man. That was... Yeah. 
probably. Like, I think that was when they were like, "Yeah, we have, we have to stop." Yeah, because like Matt ended up in like in the on the on the streets of his neighbors, didn't he? Then his son had to kind of yeah. um, basically help him back yeah, to the house. Yeah, then, then at dinner, is like, "Oh yeah, dad was drunk." It was like, "Yeah, but dad, haven't you been drunk this past few months? Like, you've definitely been drunk yeah. this past few months." Um, we've not asked the important question though. Can we do the zero point zero five? Um, procedure. Can we drink only from 8am to 8pm and Monday to Friday, no weekends and function? Um, I think right now, probably. Why? Because of COVID? Because you're home? Yeah, because I'm working from home. I think it's definitely like plausible to do it because you're working from home, isn't it? Like, if someone calls you, you could be like, oh, I didn't see a phone call. My internet is running. <laughs> Something like that. But the same, like, but like, obviously I won't advise you, especially if you've got like a, you know, big meeting or with a client, something coming up and stuff. Yeah, well, it's just a point. Let's do it. Let's, let's, I think let's do it for next week. Oh my God. We'll do another <laughs> podcast at the end and tell, talk about our experiences. Kind of like a little feedback, yeah. reflecting on our past week. Going we'll, on. we'll drink during the weekend. We'll only drink 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. It might help me, right? Oh, I get fired or something. I don't know. Begging Banky for a job. You don't back yourself. Look at look at look at how great Mads became at his job. <laughs> Did his wife leave him? <laughs> yeah, but she got back together in the end. Did she? Did she? But she left him because she cheated. She cheated. Let's be honest there. She cheated. Yeah, what's she doing then? So like she she was she did worse. <laughs> did she? Again, did she? To be fair though, he had been like neglecting her for a while though. Yeah. The marriage was on the rocks, man. Yeah, but like odds are she cheated, like she didn't cheat while he was then not paying attention to her. She probably cheated. Yeah, that's cheated. that's kind of what I don't know. On one hand, I think the movie definitely kind of celebrates like the whole Danish drinking culture and everything and it mm. you know, appreciates and brings to light, you know, just the whole drinking energy in Denmark. But at the same time, I think the movie definitely talks about personal lives of these four men. Yeah. And how it's just been improved it, dramatically. They just needed something. Like, so when you have your midlife crisis in about 20 years, <laughs> yeah, what do you think? What do you reckon you'd do? I know what I'll do. I'm just want to well, ask you. What guys. would you do? I'll buy a bike, motorbike. I actually, you're gonna say that. <laughs> I think I, I'll quit my job when I move to Japan. That's a very expensive midlife crisis. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if I took you, it's like another planet, basically. Mm-hmm. I'll dress like a 20 year old, maybe. No, I can't do I can't even do, you that. Can't do that. I knew myself. <laughs> I won't do that. Um, I actually don't know what I'll do. I don't know what I'll do in my midlife crisis, you know. Because I'm definitely not going to get a bike. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to. Maybe I'll pick up drugs. Bank <laughs> A little train spotting. Oh, because no. by then, if I haven't done it for 45 years, maybe maybe that's the time to start. I don't know. No. <laughs> is it? Is it? Oh, no. Uh, okay. What I'm, I'm going to ask a question. Actually, before I go there, um, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but there's obviously been reports since the Oscars that um, um, there's going to be a remake of this film. With Leo, isn't it? Yeah, Leo, yes. I don't think that's going to happen. So are you about to ask us how we feel about remakes in Hollywood? What? No, just... How do you feel about this particular idea? Not, we're not going to have the whole remix. That's a whole podcast. We're not going to have the whole remix discussion, but just... Um, well, because I think this movie especially tries to celebrate the Danish drinking culture. I don't mm-hmm. think this might be the right... I don't think this might be the right movie for like a remake. Yeah. The whole remix thing can go really well in the case of The Departed or True Grit. <gasps> I'm just found that Departed was a remake. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry. Departed was a remake? Yeah, it was the remake of The Infernal Affairs, yeah. Um, yeah, but sometimes it can go really badly 
like Spike Lee directed the remake of Old Boy. I'm like, what? Um, I don't think this is a weird thing of this movie in American settings. is really weird to think about. You're right. It's it seems very. You know how I said British culture will be like depressing and sad. I feel like America made this movie to be very aggressive. Yeah, I completely agree. But it doesn't seem as breezy and as fun. America's drinking culture is very aggressive. I'm not sure exactly what else they can, what else they can bring to a remake. I know, I mean, I guess you could add, you know, add in some Leo DiCaprio spring. Yeah, I was gonna say adding Leo is probably that'll make hundred million easy. I think, I think this will end up being if it happens, Leo will just be a producer. I don't, I don't see Leo doing this. Because the thing about the Departed was there was the whole um, YT Bulger angle that they were exploring as well. Like Dark Mass is supposed to be kind of like the same thing. Black Mass. They watched Black Mass with Brad Pitt. Some of is terrible. Brad Pitt, no. With um, Johnny Depp, even worse. Sorry. It was it was a bit small. It was just as bad as that movie, Transcendence, or whatever it's called. Jesus. Did you hear his accent as well? What <laughs> he... what's, what's his name? Joel, Joel Edgerton, is that his name? Yeah. Listen, he sounded like me after like 10 pints, basically. <laughs> Why are you drinking 10 pints? Why not? Why not? That's a different podcast. <laughs> Any different podcast? You should, you should have seen me in America when I was a mess. Oh my god! Uh, but yeah, no, I don't. I don't think I'll be surprised. I don't think if the remake happens, I don't think it would be. I mean, like there's this whole thing about everybody saying like Americans just watch the original, don't remake it. There's no point. But I, I don't think there will be a remake of this with Leo starring. I think maybe most Leo will produce it. But speaking of the subtitle remake, thing, is big. I, I mean, the subtitle thing is like we can just sit down and sit down and say, you guys, just you know multitask watch the movie and read the subtitles in it you guys are smart people are they i know some people who just like they'd rather watch things dubbed oh god rather than watch the movie with the subtitles don't say that don't say that don't say that to the anime fans man as an anime aficionado i get so irritated when like people just say oh yeah just watch it dub. i want to fight like, you the one anime i've watched what's it called um i think it's called death note or something oh yeah death note is quality and quality. There's a, there's a remake for that as well. <laughs> the Netflix one. Lakeith is in that, isn't he? Yeah, what the fuck, gosh. Oh, like, it was horrible. Yeah, it's it was terrible. Horrible. But like, I just, the whole, you know, they're saying something in Japanese, South Korean, and it's coming out in English, just irks my soul. I can't yeah. do it. Cannot do it. No, yeah, I, I just read. I just read subtitles, man. Um, but how do you feel about, how do you feel about the remake though? The potential remake. Like I said, I don't, I don't really see what, I don't see how you make make it a better film, because I really think it's a really good film. Um, and I also don't think, I think you make a better film by having Leo as the lead character, but he's also following a very good Matt's performance. Yeah. But I don't, I don't think Leo. I just, I just feel like Leo has so many players being attached. To it. I don't think, I think most he'll end up being a producer. I just can't see it. Putting some Ansel Elgort in there, or something. <laughs> why? Why we put some Ansel Elgort? It's why. To do what? Is he one of the kids? Because why? Why else is he here? Um, I mean, I guess if they wanted to do like a like a full on four all stars, like four like we're talking about Leo, Brad, Damon, Affleck, they want to put four of them. Then maybe that takes it up to a level, up a level. Do you get what I'm trying to say? If you're putting just four big movies. I mean, so who'll be the Mads then? Or they have Leo will be the Mads. Leo will be the Mads. He'll probably try to inf- increase like. Each of the other supporting roles because there were there were good roles, but they were all supporting roles. Trying to make them kind of like, a, like kind of like One Night in Miami, where they're all kind of high, but we still know that the Malcolm X character is the main character, right? Or like Oceans, the Oceans movies. Yeah, so we go Leo, 
Brad, Damon, Affleck, Clooney. Clooney seems too old. Affleck? Nah, I don't think Affleck. Oh, that would be quite quite personal for Affleck. To be fair, if Affleck plays the man's role, I wouldn't mind that. I mean, we could have Affleck as the, the guy that dies role. <laughs> wow. No, no, I love Affleck. I'm just saying, like, because, I don't know, he's obviously, that was personal for him. I'd be a bit cathartic. Um, Wait, is he an alcoholic? Are yep. you on this? How did you know this? I don't like Ben Affleck. I don't, I don't like him. Bring alcoholic, yeah. Like a whole thing. Yeah, he's, he's sober right now. Hopefully that stays. He's got a tattoo um, on his back. Yeah. That I don't was think cool. anybody sober will do that. <laughs> and then maybe we'll have Damon as... Where would Damon be? Would Damon be the the music teacher? No, I think he would be the soccer player, the one that dies. That's honestly where I see him. So where would Pitt be? Pitt? Pitt would be the guy with the hot wife. Yeah, the, the, the psychology guy. The guy with the hot wife. So you're going to start it off? Yeah. Yeah. And then Damon is the, soccer, is the football coach? Yeah. No, 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 no. Damon is the musician. No, the, Damon can't be a musician. Oh, actually, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think it's a good movie. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's a good movie we were casting this. You're going to have Peter as the main guy and Leo as the one with the wife. But I think Leo is a lot better at facial expressions. Our main guy is um, Pitt. Pitt. Mm-hmm. The, um, the guy that introduces who is... The psychologist with the hot wife. That's Leo. With the hot wife. With the wife, mm-hmm. yeah. Hot wife. You you brought up that term, so I'm going with I never called I never called her hot. I just called her the wife. I, call, I called her hot. Oh, the gyps, the, the gyps. <laughs> hot and rich. <laughs> Sign me up. Affleck is the coach, the one that dies. Yes. We keep going back to that, and then Damon is the music teacher. That's so we've cast. I, I don't know if it's a good movie, but we've cast. It. I, I, I think it'll be a box office bomb. <laughs> oh, no, 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 that movie won't cost. I feel like I like feel like Sienna Miller is somewhere in this movie. I don't know who she oh, is. Oh my probably, goodness! Probably one of the wives. Why, why, why aren't we casting any black people in this movie? Hello. There are no black people in this film. We're going to talk about it. I think this will probably lead towards us finishing the, the discussion of this film. Um, I found what's your best scene in this film? Uh, so my best scene is the dinner scene, the first dinner scene, when they are uh, sitting down. And uh, what is okay? What I like about the scene is that I could I kept drawing parallels between that scene and the scene in The Godfather, where um, Michael Corleone comes out of the bathroom and he's ready to kill those two guys, but instead of just offloading on them. He's, he, you know, he walks, goes to the seat, he sits down, and the camera kind of zooms in on him, and it blurs out the background. You can hear, like, the trains in the background. The train going on the background, yeah. yeah. And, you, and, you know, it zooms in on his face. Like, you, you can really see the, the the actor, you know, going through the motions of thinking. You know, you can see the expressions on his face. And with Mads, you could see, when they brought up drinking, you know, Mads, first of all, you know, he didn't want to drink, and then, oh, his character, right, they didn't want to drink. But then slowly, you see him, like, contemplate everything, and they... They, they drown out the conversation. And I don't remember like, what was playing in the background, but I remember like the conversation being drowned out. And, you know, it, it just, the, the parallels, and the, you know, the parallels between um, the two scenes. And, you know, The Godfather is a classic. So, you know, I just couldn't help but just that scene just, you know, standing out for me. And also, it was just also a, a scene where like the boys is going out for dinner and then one of them is sad. And, you know, they talk about it, you know, they try and cheer him up, but like ultimately they don't like heart him. They just try to distract yeah, yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I like that scene because of that. That's not the best scene of this film. I'm sorry. <laughs> was that what in-depth analysis yeah, that was, you gave? That well, was are we counting the... Yes, we are, because that is the best scene of the film. Obira, what is your best scene? Save this podcast. What's your best scene of this film? It has to be the end, doesn't it? The end is the best scene of this film. It's probably the best ending of the last 
three years, four years. I can't, I can't think of a better ending in recent time. Like the dancing? It's everything. I, if you think I haven't attempted that dance twice <laughs> this week already, you've got another thing coming. Yeah. That that was that was incredible, man. <laughs> I was like, I was like, go on, Mads. Go on, my son. Fucking go for it. Yeah, the end. Like, let's be honest, that's the best thing. Like, it's like we said. I think it's one of the best scenes in the last few years. I can't, I can't think of a better movie scene that um, and not scene, sorry, better movie ending that I've loved as much. Um, I've been playing that song on repeat since I. <laughs> Same. Everything is just everything works in that scene. Mads dancing, the music, um, the kids, the champagne, throwing up the other teachers in the air. It's just a perfect scene. Oh my it's god! So uplifting, man. So uplifting. So good. Really, really happy. I want to. Think, I just like. So, because uh, here's the thing, the spoiler, because I saw something on Twitter, was that mad scene set to Titanic. So I thought it was a sad scene. I thought that was the scene he died. Mm-hmm. Right. So you can imagine me watching that thing he was going to die. And I'm like, this is just very glorious. What, didn't he? No. Didn't he? Why, why can't he swim? I don't know why does anything going to die. He's he drunk. <laughs> Jumping into the water like that. that. Drunk, like, to, um, so many people are wrong. Somebody can, if he's that drunk, why do get him out? I, People saying this like, oh, like is he is he flying? Or, I mean, he's going to fall into water and swim. Like he's not. Hmm. I mean, he had like I don't think he was going. To, I don't think he was going to die, commit suicide, or anything. Because I think the whole because um, his wife slash ex wife. Yeah, it's like it's like catharsis. Like his friend has just yeah. died, but also his wife has just come back into his. Nothing was kind of going back, getting back on track. Yeah, but it's like the kind of thing where he might not be trying to kill himself. Like, have you have you watched Fleabag? Yeah, you know spoilers, but like there uh, there was a character who didn't really plan. Sorry, James. Uh, but, but you know who I'm talking about, right? Who didn't plan on on things being going that badly? Yeah, but like, but that's different because Mads is not. What? Okay, how explain how Mads dies in that scenario? He drowns. Why would he drown? I don't understand. Why would because he? Because he's. Dr- Do you know how dead water is not your friend? Water is not yeah, your but friend. There's like so many people. There are like fifty people around him. Somebody can go in and get him out. People drown when there are other people around them. You know that, right? It's not that easy. Yeah, but like everybody's watching him. If he starts, if he doesn't come out, somebody can easily like. I don't understand why would he? I've heard this before, and I'm I'm really confused as to what the logic is. Like, okay, so when you're in a pool, you know what you're doing, and you can keep afloat, right? Yeah. But you know how like all it takes is like a split second of like losing control for you to drown. That's really what it comes down to. For you to go under, but how long does it take? Not go under to drown. Once you get water into your lungs, once water goes into your lungs, it's like seconds, and you're gone. You have to be resuscitated. Look it up. You hold your breath, you fight it, and then there's this moment of like where you just like, yeah, I'm done. Yeah, but you I'm saying if he goes in and doesn't come out within a second, somebody will be like, let's go get him. Like, it's, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Like, there's some people around there, like, somebody will get him out. And he's not even that yeah. drunk. He's not like a bear. I, I mean, maybe I'm just a pessimist. <laughs> anyway, I choose to believe in hope and love, I found. <laughs> Fuck that shit, man. So, so pessimistic. Call me works. More like, call me not love. Get in the bin. What the f- Come on, <laughs> do better. Try again. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's, 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 it's an incredible end. Obviously, I, I didn't know this, but Mads was a dancer. Right. Thomas Winterberg wrote each character for each actor. So, so Mads was a, was a dancer before. I think before that, he was like a gymnast. So, like, that whole thing is Mads. No stunt actor, yeah. no double, no nothing. Everything, all the cartoons, everything is just him. Now, just cool, man. It was in cartwheels. It was. He was going through like they just I was it was so cool. It was a very nice ending, man. Very, very happy end. That's funny you say that because I think one of the the guy who actually died of alcoholism, I think he's actually a real life recovering 
alcoholic. Oh, word. Okay. Yeah. I think that guy's actually a real life interesting um, role for recovering him. alcoholic. So, um, maybe I like he obviously didn't do as much research <laughs> role because look at research because this, this thing they did they um Thomas Vinterberg called the boot camp booze acting so it was like learn how to act drunk because like these guys act drunk very well like little little things like yeah. them touching themselves when they're like at zero because I'm like that's what you do when you just like just always touching yourself touching your hands when you're when you're drunk and everything and it was just yeah so I think there was one night where they kind of got drunk at different levels and kind of did recordings and Mads tells this like funny story about how they I think they did 0. 0.5 0.71 and everything and they're like oh there's there's nothing here like I feel the same I feel normal and then they watch the video back the next morning like oh I I think I really enjoyed the 0.05 BAC percent thing when they first start the the whole project and Mads is in his class mm. and just that whole scene where you could kind of see, you know, all the students are like, "What's going on here?" I really enjoyed that scene. Also, there was a black person in that class. Did you guys notice that? I, yeah, I, I yeah, think I was there. I was like, mm. "In Denmark, well, the Muslim girl." No, there was a black woman, not the Muslim girl. It was a black oh, woman. it was a Muslim girl. Like she even changed her hair, like between the two classes, which is why I was like, "Okay, these guys paid attention to the detail." Why don't I have two different oh, hairs? The hashtag representation. Yeah, I was. Uh, I like that. And the Oscar goes to another round. <laughs> Denmark, directed by Thomas Winterberg. I want to send a special thank, of course, to Mats Mikkelsen. Way, you gave us your finest. Not just for the film, but for my daughter as well. And I'll never forget. Okay, so we wanted to make a film that celebrates life. And um, four days into shooting, the impossible happened. an accident on a highway took my daughter away. Someone looking into a cell phone. And um, we miss her and I love her. And, um, sorry. Uh, two months before we shot this movie and two months before she died, she was in Africa. She sent me a letter and she just read the script and she was glowing with excitement. She loved this and she felt seen by this and uh, she was supposed to be in this. And if anyone dares to believe that she's here with us somehow, she, uh, you'll be able to see her clapping, clapping and, and cheering with us. Uh, we ended up making this movie for her as her monument. So Ida, this is a miracle that just happened. And you're a part of this miracle. Maybe you've been pulling some strings somewhere. I don't know. But this one is for you. Thank you very much. I didn't know that story before the Oscars. And I think that's just very... Same. That's yeah. just very heartbreaking. And just the fact that they continued and they're able to make this film in her, in her honor. It's just like... It's, it's pleasing and it's nice. And I, I hope him and his family just... I can't believe they carried on. Yeah. yeah. And it's a good movie. It's a hope, hopeful movie. It's a good movie to have in her honor. Um, yeah, we've been talking about this movie for a while. We didn't talk about this movie for a lot of this episode, but I think um, <laughs> I really like I really like this movie. I think I think we all really like this movie, and I want everyone to watch it. It's like I said, it's out in UK cinemas now. I I don't know where you can watch it in America, but I'm sure you can from cinemas. Um, uh, but yeah, 
if you haven't seen another round and you've listened to this podcast again i don't know what kind of person you are but thanks for giving us your view is there even a point though if you've listened to the podcast people are weird man people are weird. <laughs> uh, but yeah go watch another round um go please read subtitles and also agree with me about the best scene not them you wanted to be contrarian and choose something else. No, like, it was that, just the scene like that captivated me. It's I feel like at the end, great. it's a great scene. I think just watching Mads throughout that scene is incredible. It's a great scene, but it's not the best scene of the film. It's just not. Right. Right. Bully family, like how you bully me every episode, man. Fucking I believe to be better because I believe in you. <laughs> I believe in your abilities to be better. Justin Bankley, when Chadwick won the Oscar, he was like. How how could the Oscars do this? How, how dare they? How could anyway? Let's not even get into it. You sound like one of those Marvel guys. I am one of those Marvel family. guys. Are you? Oh shit! He's joined the DC <laughs> fanboys, bro. Oh, for what oh, reason? What the animated the DC animated universes. Wait, just watch Wonder Woman and that'll get you off DC. <laughs> Wait, Wonder Woman or Wonder Woman Two? Wonder Woman wasn't bad. The first one wasn't bad. Why didn't you like the first one was legitimately good? Why, why, why didn't you like what the first one was fine? The first one was fine. Like, the first one was fine. good. It was good. It was not fine. It was good. Everybody asked why I don't like Gal Gadot. I'm not asking why you don't like Joy in your life. But I know why you don't <laughs> like Gal Gadot. <laughs> um, Joy, I like Joy. So, so you, you don't, don't like Joy. Everybody. You don't it's like okay. Joy. We're, we're here for you. We're here for you. Right. I, I don't think I like Joy. <laughs> That's why we loved Mel Town so much. The one you like the last scene. The last scene is all Joy. Um. Afam, thank you very much for being here. Thank you, thank you. Call me works. Remember, you used to write that on the on, on all your. Call me works, such a grass name. Man. It was Jesus. original. It was original. What a fucking grass name that is! Should, should Jesus I, Christ! Should I give you some tidbit about call me call me works? Yeah, I stole this from somebody else. <laughs> there was this guy, um, um, Wookie. Do you remember him? He was in Regis' house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I remember I saw one of his books. He wrote call me. Like monks and like W O N K or something like that, and I was just like, "Oh, this is the coolest thing I have seen in oh, my no. entire life." And I was like, "All right, I'm gonna personalize this shit." I thought that we're all in the same, yeah, we're all in the same in, class in your one the famous A class. class. class oh, as, as a whole podcast on the man. As a whole, <laughs> as <laughs> as a series of podcasts, <laughs> right? There. I know we've just lost a lot of viewers in the last yeah we have we have apologies (laughs) shout out to any lola family still listen to this episode we we hope you've gone to therapy because of all the shit that happened to you no i still have i still have nightmares so let's go to therapy you need it (laughs) we all we all need it now we all need it man i ain't gonna lie um yeah but afam thank you for being here of course it's been a pleasure thank you for talking about this film thank you for watching this film on my because it can be a shit film when i tell you to watch it so thank you for watching it shout out to my co-host Obi Wan Georgie Fiacho, and his incredibly terrible takes. Um, shout out to our producer. Shout out to Ibuka Namani, Chinedue Heji. Shout out to Thomas Vinterberg, Mans Mikkelsen, the rest of the cast. Shout out to Ida. And yeah, man, join us next week when we'll be joined by Oscar winner, the incredible Daniel Kaluuya. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.